Is the Elijah Har Show? Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. We are one hour down, one hour to go. If you were not with us in the last hour, we heard from Bruce the Theologian, had a rousing discussion about the appropriateness of church music, whether or not we should be doing hymns or modern songs. And then we heard from candidate for Attorney General Will Scharf talking about the conflict in Israel. Totally changing gears for this hour of the show. And joining us in studio now, Chris McNeil from Stained Glass Theater. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Before we jump in to Stained Glass Theater, we do one thing on the show every day. It's called Question of the Day. Question of the Day. Every day is different, and everybody has to answer the question of the day. And question of the day today is, what was your favorite age growing up? My favorite age? Goodness. I'd have to say I'm probably not there yet. I don't think I'm grown up. That's, that's a, a great, great answer. That's a great one. In the last hour, oh, when I was five or when I was nine. And I'm like, that's pretty young. Like, I'm not sure I remember when I was five. Yeah, I don't remember five, but yeah. I'm Elijah pretty was sure. homeschooled. He didn't see the outside world when he was five or nine <laughs> years old. So, I mean, I'm 41. I think 41 is my favorite age, but I don't know. All right. Tell our listeners who are not familiar, what is Stained Glass Theater? So Stained Glass Theater is a full-time community Christian theater um, we're based right here in the Ozarks. We're in Ozark, Missouri, and we are, as far as we know, the only full-time Christian nonprofit community theater in existence. So you have many other full-time Christian theaters, like, for instance, Sight and Sound. Um, they're not a nonprofit, and they're not volunteer-run. So you have lots of other volunteer nonprofit theaters, but they're not necessarily a Christian theater. And so we're we're really kind of a niche market. We have... Um, about 200 volunteers that are currently involved at Stained Glass Theater. And we have just finished celebrating our 40th season. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, one thing, if you know anything about Stained Glass Theater, a lot of people talk about Ron Beltwell. Oh, yes. Talk talk to us about who Ron Beltwell was and why he was such a big part of Stained Glass Theater. Well, Ron Beltwell was our founder. And so Stained Glass Theater wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for uh, Mr. Batwell. And he was an SBU professor at the time that he founded Stained Glass Theater. He's a playwright. He's a director. Um, and he really had this vision, this calling from God to open a full-time Christian theater. And so while he was a professor at SBU, he and several of his students got together and were really praying about it and talking about it and had kind of a joint dream, a joint vision to open this full-time Christian theater. And we opened our doors in 1983. That's that's so crazy. Now, um, for those who don't know, how would you end up in Ozark? Because that's you would think you would be in a larger metropolitan area. So, like I said, we were founded by an SBU professor at the time. Um, when we very first got started, we didn't have a building. And so we kind of hopped around a little bit. Um, we were in the basement of a restaurant for a while, Springfield Family Restaurant. We actually spent a little time over on Sunshine in what is the old Showbiz Pizza location. Hmm. We were there for a little while. Um, we had some buildings that were very interesting. Uh, there was one particular location where the restroom was backstage. And so you could only use the restroom at intermission. <laughs> Otherwise, you were on stage with the actors. 
That's amazing. trying to get there. Um, but we spent most of our time at what we called our promised land, which was our first real, true, permanent home. And that was the old Benton Avenue Methodist Church up on the corner of Benton and Commercial Street in Springfield. Um, we were there for about 15 years. And then in 2003, we moved to Ozark. The Lord felt we felt like the Lord was calling us to move to a bigger location, um, someplace that was maybe a little bit more easily accessible from the highways, something that had some better parking, obviously, um, maybe a safer location. And so we we looked around for a while, and the Lord led us to this location in Ozark. It was the Applejack's Country Mart at the time, and it has now been our home for 20 years. And so it's hard Really, for those of us who've been around the theater for a long time, it's hard to imagine we've now been in Ozark longer than we were at the Benton Avenue building. Uh, for those people who have never been to a stained glass theater play, how many plays a year do you do? How long do they run? Give us an idea of what, what, the, what it's like to go to a stained glass play. So we do seven shows a year. Um, we, each production will run about two hours. So you've got give or take, depending on intermission, length of intermission and all those kinds of things. Um, but each production will run for five to seven weeks, depending on when in the year it's scheduled. Our Christmas show usually runs the longest. We have most people interested in the Christmas show. And so we try to give them a, a longer opportunity to come and see that one. But each show runs for about five to seven weeks. And then we're dark for two weeks. We'll tear the set down, build the new set, rehearse all those fun things, and open up the next show and hit the ground running for another five weeks. How 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 do you find people to act in your plays? Is it a lot of the same people? Are you constantly looking for new people? What's that process like? We do have a lot of people who come back show after show after show. Um, that's true for both our patrons and for our actors. We have, like I said, we're a volunteer-run organization, and so we have a lot of volunteers who have been involved in the theater for many, many, many years. We have a lot of first-timers who come, decide they love it, they become a long-timer, um, and occasionally you've got the person Person who's only there for a show or two and then you never see him again uh, that just that kind of happens especially in the theater world but a lot of our patrons um are our volunteers our actors started out as patrons they come they see the shows they love what they're seeing they want to get involved they want to help they audition uh, we do go through a normal audition process but we have very very few people involved who were actually took theater classes or were, you know, theater majors in college or anything like that. We have a lot of high school students who auditioned for a show, liked it in high school, but it's definitely not going to be, you know, their livelihood, but they think it's a fun hobby. And so they'll come and, and they'll become part of the stained glass theater family. One of the things I'm always are interested in is I've seen several plays where, for instance, last year I came. Why well, can't I remember the name of the play with Scrooge? What's it called? A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. <laughs> I always call it a Scrooge play, which is not the title for it. But I went to see A Christmas Carol last year, and the person who played Scrooge said, oh, I've played this role before. And it's interesting because you also did a play on George Mueller, and the guy who played George Mueller had played George Mueller before. And it's interesting mm -hmm. that you've got some people who envelop their character so much that if you decide to ever bring the play back, they come back in that role. Yes, yes, that does happen a lot. And sometimes we'll have characters that are, maybe they've been played by this this person before, and the director has decided they're going to do an automatic reprisal. That happens sometimes, where they're like, nope, he played Scrooge before, I want him to play Scrooge again. And then sometimes we have auditions for that role. And so, you know, 
Kevin might have played Scrooge the last time, and he's interested in playing Scrooge this time, but we're still going to let people audition for it. So just because somebody has played a role before doesn't mean it's automatically their part every time we do it or even the next time we do it. Tell us, you, you do seven productions a year. I assume uh, some are, some are, I don't know. I don't know the world of Christian theater, but I assume some are <laughs> scripts you get from other places mm-hmm. and some are written here at home. How do you, how do you come up with the seven plays you do a year? A lot of our material was written by Ron Batwell, was written by our founder. Um, like I said, Arby was a English professor. He was a drama professor and he wrote a lot of our material because there's just not a lot out there for Christian theater. There's good shows, but we don't just do good shows. At Stained Glass Theater, all of our shows have a Christian message. They have a significant moral to them. Um, we usually do shows that have a very strong plan of salvation that's presented. Sometimes we do shows that are more for a believer. It's a show of encouragement for a believer. And so Arby wrote a lot of our material. Some of Arby's students are now writing material for us. The play we're doing right now was written by one of Arby's former students. And we do go out and, you know, search the Internet and look under rocks and shrubs and bushes and see where we can come up with scripts that are good for um, good for stained glass theater. We have some local playwrights who have submitted some work this year. Maybe it's their very really? first That's play. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've got a couple shows we're doing this year are brand new shows that have never been done anywhere else before. The show we're doing right now, Trouble at Sweetwater Ranch, is like that. And then we have another show coming up later this season called Foreseen. Um, that show is co-written by two young ladies who are both local to the area. And it is their very first script they've ever written. So we're really thrilled to be able to be bringing that one to the stage. And then we've got another brand new one coming up later in the year called The Hope in Tomorrow. One thing, uh, right now you, you've you got a, a show out there called Trouble at Sweetwater Ranch. And is that the first show of the season? Is that? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that impressed me the most um, was the set design. It's a fantastic set design. There's a big mural and... and um, it, How's that process work? So we have an amazing uh, set designer. His name is Mike Upshaw, and he is also one of the early SBU students. Um, he actually took classes under RB, was involved with stained glass theater many times, many years, and then he left for a while to start the stained glass theater that is currently operating in Jefferson City. So he was gone, went up there, started that theater, came back. Is it um, still in operation? It is still in operation. They do not do only Christian shows anymore like we do here in Ozark, um, but they do still carry the same glass theater name. So Mike came back and brought his family with him when he came back. And so now he and his wife and his boys are both all involved at the theater. It's a, it's a whole family experience. But he designs and builds our sets. We have an amazing team of volunteers from Second Baptist Church, a bunch of guys that come that are retired, and they come on a Monday following the closing performance of the previous show, and they build up the bones of the set for us. Mike leads that team, and they, um, they're just an amazing group of guys that come in, Tom and Leo and Phil and, and their whole group of guys, Don, they all come in and work on those sets. And then uh, Mike will come in with some of our normal volunteers and paint, do all the facing and all the finish work. And it, in two weeks, we have completely torn down one set and built a whole new one. I also, this play, and I think it was one of the last plays last year, you had a lot of 
time intensive is the wrong word, but they were set in an older time period. And mm-hmm. so you had a lot of things that looked like they were from that time period. How do you acquire those types of props? Well, we have a storage room. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some stuff that we've had on hand for a long time. Um, for instance, if you need a 1940s radio once you have one, you don't get rid of it because they're very difficult to come by. But we are always looking for donations and things like that of time period pieces. Um, we have an, an amazing team of, of volunteers when you're in a show and the director says, OK, we need a whole bunch of 1940s era wool coats or, you know, whatever thrift stores are your friend. And mm-hmm. you go and you you look and you try to find things as, as inexpensively as possible. Um, and you've got the entire cast working together trying to help find those interesting pieces and those unique set set pieces or props that we need. What about uh, advertising? Obviously, as a Christian play, mm-hmm. um, I assume within the Christian community, there's a lot of people that know about you. But how do you advertise to uh, communities that are not believers to try to get them to, to show up and see the plays? Word of mouth is really our strongest form of advertising right now. Um, we have some radio spots that we do with different radio stations. We do have our posters that we put up. We've got brochures that we encourage our volunteers to go hand out. Um, we try to get the word out to the community as, as best we can. But we're a 501c3 nonprofit, so we don't have a huge advertising budget, obviously. Um, and like I said, we're volunteer run. And so we really rely heavily on our volunteers to go out and share the word, spread the message and let people know, hey, I'm in this great play. You ought to come and see me. We have a really unique opportunity as a full time Christian theater to share the gospel with people who would never feel comfortable darkening the door of a church. And so if I invite you as my friend to come and see me in a play, that's far less threatening than, hey, I want you to come come to church with me. You know, even though that invitation may not seem like a threat, some people perceive it that way. But if you invite them to come and see a show that you're in, that's an open door. And so we feel like we have a great opportunity to share the gospel and to spread the message of Jesus Christ through people to people who would not normally come to a church service or a revival or anything like that, but they'll come and see their friend in a show. So really word of mouth is our, our primary source of advertising. The current play running trouble at Sweetwater Ranch, it ends next week. So let's talk about what's the next play on tap. If people want to come, what's the next thing they could come see? So the next show we're going to be doing is the Christmas house. And it is one of the most popular Christmas shows we've ever done at stained glass theater. Um, it's one that everybody loves. It has a wonderful message. It's got a little bit of mystery and a little bit of romance and a whole lot of Christmas carols. And so it's a lot of fun. It will run November the 9th through December the 16th. Uh, if people want to know more about stained glass theater, um, you know, obviously they can come and they can buy a ticket, but let's say hypothetically people want to donate to it or something sure. like that. What do they, how do they find out about the, the, the stained glass theaters online? And also if they, if they're interested in a play, I think this is one of the interesting things is you all are practicing for your next play while your current play is running. Yes. So you can't go audition for the Christmas house. It's already full, but let's say hypothetically you were like, Oh, I, I, I want to go find out when the next place, how do they, how do people find out about that? Best place to start is our website. So www.sgtheater.com and it's S-G-T-H-E-A-T-R-E. We spell it the British way. Uh, so it's sgtheater.com. And then we also have a Facebook page and we have a Facebook group 
that is dedicated specifically to audition information. Um, SGT auditions, you can go there and find out when the audition dates are. We have audition applications, our code of ethics, all that kind of stuff is listed. Um, and then we have a lot of information on our website about who we are, what plays are coming up. And if you want to get involved, there's a get involved page on the website. And we even have a donate button on our website. So you can donate via PayPal or just come by the theater. We do take donations of, you know, cash and checks as well. <laughs> Some people don't do that anymore, but we still do. <laughs> Very good. Chris McNeil with Stained Glass Theater. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Elijah. It's been a lot of fun. All right. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about the speaker battle that's going on up.